everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pot on You Loons. I'm Justin. Pot on You Loons, this is Sam. Pot on You Loons, this is James. How are James, we, guys? Back, you're, you're back from holiday, James. How is that? It was good. It was, on, it was only a weekend away. Uh, we went to uh, The Hague for uh, the weekend. And uh, yeah, it was very nice. We did a lot of walking, went to the beach. It was raining. All the things that you do in summer in the Netherlands. Does it rain a lot in the Netherlands? Yeah, it rains. It's been raining pretty much every day for the past, like, three weeks. Sure. Come on, Sam. They're known for, like, just damming things up all the time, right? Like, that's got to be because of excessive moisture, right, James? Yeah. We call them dikes, though. They're also, like, lower in elevation. Like, they're below sea level. So I thought that's why they needed the... So, like, New Orleans-esque? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can, we're, you, we're... can you get uh, hurricanes? No. no. Hurricanes don't go that way? No. They might even be tornadoes if we got them, right? Which is the one that you have. You have hurricanes, right? We have like in Minnesota or like in the United States? Well, Minnesota, I don't think Minnesota has anything, right? <laughs> we've, had, we've had tornadoes. Yeah, yeah, tornadoes happen very, very infrequently, but they do. There's been a couple big ones in like the last 100 years or so. But yeah, hurricanes and, and tornadoes galore in, in our lovely United States. Yeah, no, we don't, we don't really get that here. But yeah, we are below sea level. But the, the main problem is, is like we spend a lot of money and effort and elect like a board to look after our water and like make sure all our dikes and all that are kind of looked after. So we elect like citizens to kind of look after that because it's separate from the government. So like they made it separate so that the government wouldn't have an influence on what happens. So they couldn't like take money out or put more money in or whatever. So it's a completely separate organization. But Belgium and Germany don't have that. So it's been flooding recently, the past couple of weeks. Um, and some towns have been under a meter and a half of water, whatever that is in feet. Wow. Yeah. And all that water flows from Belgium and Germany into the Netherlands because we are <laughs> lower than both of those countries. So, yeah, that's been a bit rubbish. Uh, but they've definitely had it worse than us because we at least have some semblance of, you know, water policy and not uh, not having our country drown, basically. Sure. Well, welcome back from holiday, James. <laughs> Thank you. I, I guess I'll, I'll be kind of the next one to go on holiday. I don't know if you can call it holiday, but just a heads up, listeners. I'm recording tonight, but my wife could have a baby like any day now. So just... <laughs> Don't be surprised if there's a slight interruption in your regular scheduled Pot on you Loons <laughs> programming. Um, James and Justin will be able to take it from me, uh, but I I don't know. I have all the passwords and stuff. So, well, he's already wearing a Hawaiian shirt. You you can't see it, listeners, but the man's already <laughs> looking like he's on a on a holiday break. Well, that's just because like you go to work in the summertime, but you'd rather be at the beach, so you just make work your beach. Makes sense. And hey, I'll be off in uh, two weeks as well because I'm going to Austria for two weeks. So it's not going to be any reception in those mountains. Nice. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing about Austria. I took a train through there. I don't know if you can count that as going. (laughs) Close enough. Well, we do have some news today. First one, an odd piece of news. Uh, Definitely a frustrating piece of news. So the pro referees, they have a little video segment that they do on all of their 
controversial calls and they kind of explain what they're thinking. I, I've seen things like that for the NFL. I've seen things like that for the Premier League. I didn't realize that the MLS games had that too. But they left out the not a penalty called on Ethan Finlay that led to the Vancouver equalizer last week. So they have this great thing where they can explain their rationale. They can explain their thinking. I don't know if they would ever say, sorry, my bad shouldn't have called that, but they just, their strategy there was to just not address it at all. What's up with that guys? I don't know. I mean, I thought the great stat for me was, uh, the fact that the tweet they have, which is only like a 30-second video, has five likes uh, and 37 comments. And basically every single one of those 37 comments is, where's the Minnesota United Vancouver penalty? Yep. <laughs> That's what we call getting ratioed, right? Prime example. Yep. Way to yeah, go, pro reps. <laughs> and hey, even, uh, even Ethan Finley retweeted this, by the way. Like retweeted the video with... The comment, what's a bigger joke? The fact they didn't review the play at all, so it doesn't make this segment, or that Pro just ignore addressing it altogether. <laughs> 427 likes on a tweet. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, man. He's, he's not wrong. He's not <laughs> wrong. Yeah. It's... Uh, so, I don't know. I guess maybe I should have fact-checked this, but I did see somewhere on the internet that the guy, the, the ref that, that did not make the call, didn't actually ref a game. He wasn't at, like on any sort of team for officiating this past week. So, maybe that's their way of trying to pretend like that's some sort of consolation. He went back to MLS ref school for the week. I don't know. Like, just what's wrong with apologizing? Like, I screw up at work all the time and I just say, I'm sorry. I, I get that sports are different, right? Like I get pe people getting a hizzy and they get all mad and like saying sorry sometimes just isn't justice, but I don't know. Just saying sorry, my bad, won't do it again. We'll learn from this. What is wrong with that? And as sports fans, we should be okay with that. Sam, no, come on. Think about how many things in our life, you know, maybe outside of sports, uh, maybe, you know, that have in impacted our state specifically Sam, where the people that are that are the umbrella of the people doing wrongdoing, just they just decide to say no comment. Like that's just typical. You protect your own, right? Like that's the the whole thing. I know. So the refs are looking out for themselves. Did, because if did, they if they call themselves out for this, you know, like what else? But they should have. Did the refs also apologize in like that NFL game with the, was it the Seahawks and the Packers? Like the. No, but that did end the era of the replacement ref. So you're all welcome because that was a rough three <laughs> weeks and the Packers took the bullet for the rest of y'all. And <laughs> Ethan the Finley and I's favorite team, the Green Bay Packers took the bullet for the rest of y'all. And thankfully that game didn't keep the Packers out of the paper, out of the playoffs or anything like that. So. They did apologize. The NFL refs did apologize for that Saints call, that playoff call where the guy got mugged and they didn't call pass interference. That That's one, right. you know, but I hate the Saints, so who cares? Well, and that one had much stronger implications because a Super Bowl... It was a playoff game, right? Right. Like, that that was the NFC Championship, right? Against the Rams? He, Justin's yeah. nodding. He has, a, he has a kitty in his lap. By the way, 
just for anyone listening that was confused last week when Justin just kind of like disappeared at the end of the episode, it was because for whatever reason, he was like in his basement. Now he has a nice office, but he was getting some housework done. He was stuck in the basement. His internet signal was really poor. And for whatever reason, like the last seven minutes of Justin talking just wasn't there. So that's why he just kind of disappeared without saying goodbye. Yeah, I hope I didn't storm out of the podcast or anything like that. If you're worried at home, that's what that's what we're telling people anyway. <laughs> that happened to Doomsday Jeremy once on his fantasy football podcast, as they were giving one of their co-hosts so much ass that he was just like, "You know what? I don't think Devin Funches is that bad." And he storms out. It wasn't Devin Funches, but it was someone like that. I don't know. All right. Oh man, yep. someone who drafted Devin Speaking Funches. Speaking of Devin Funches. Uh-huh. It wasn't Devin Funches, because this guy was a Vikings fan. He would never support Devin Funches, but it was a, it was a middle-tier player like that that he had an opinion on, and the other hosts were just ripping into him about it, and he like marches off in the middle of the show. One of, the, yeah. worst, one of the worst fantasy football receivers <laughs> I ever drafted, Devin Funches. I was going to say, does Devin Funches run the Tottenham women's uh, soccer account? He might. That's right. They, the, <laughs> the Tottenham women's soccer account. Were they the ones? No, that was Juventus. Juventus. That was had Juventus. The was it Juvent- sorry, sorry, yeah, Tottenham women's soccer. Juventus. The Juventus women that posted like a really um, racially racist. insensitive. Yeah, racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably just, a better just, way to. You could say it. You could say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I genuinely was mystified when the apology was like, we we apologize for any racial undertones. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're undertoning. It's like, it's super obvious what you're talking about. Not yeah, to, not to for, Juventus. For those of you that are listening and you're confused, it, basically the Juventus women were kind of making a joke about the Tokyo Olympics by having one of their players like pull their eyes to the side. With, know, with a training cone on their head to look like a Oh hat. yeah, that's right. That, I yep. forgot about the training cone on the head. Yeah, it was not good. And I remember the Spanish basketball team doing that in 2008 for the Beijing Olympics. Newsflash: Europeans can be racist too. Yeah. All right. So next up in Minnesota United news, Ron Abela waived. So thanks Minnesota's eleven who originally broke that story. I know it was kind of a roller coaster after you broke the story that. Roman Abela would not be with the team much longer. The rumor was that he might land with DC United. Not totally sure. Not totally sure how much of Abela's $1 million salary Minnesota United's on the hook for or not on the hook for. Because remember, Abela is, his contract is owned by Boca Juniors still. So anything else to say there, guys? Yeah, so this is really interesting. It was basically they were, apparently they were trying to loan him somewhere else but that would break fifa's like terms and conditions of where you can send players on a loan but because basically the mls is just one entity within fifa's rules it's fine for them to transfer the loan to just another club within the mls because that satisfies fifa's like rules and regulations about loaning players out so basically, he could only go to another MLS club. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because of the weird way that the MLS is set up, that's allowed, actually. Usually it wouldn't be. It's because we're technically franchises and not clubs. So yeah. the MLS owns 
the contracts for each player. And then, yeah, like yeah. from there, it's yeah. team separate. And that's why he can go to any other team in the MLS. Otherwise, he has to go back. Yep. Uh, but where he's going, uh, yeah. No yeah, like there is a wave. There is a waiver system. So it seems like all the teams have claim for them in their waiver order that I'm sure they have. But I guess there probably could be, right, like any any big player like that. First of all, who's going to want we don't know how much of his $1 million salary a team would have to pick up, but there may be a limited number of teams willing to pick up his salary. And then if you're going to pick up a player like that, you want to make sure that he's motivated to come to your team. So may, maybe that's why we just assume it's going to be DC United. I don't know. But also there's, uh, it's really interesting that um, actually we have we're starting to grow quite a long list in only five seasons of uh, strikers that are no longer with us. <laughs> Dude, are you still not over Foster? It's not even just Fo- it's not just Foster, okay? I know. Like, I right. I I am a Loons fan. <laughs> yeah, I am I am aware. But yeah, apparently uh yeah, there's quite uh it's starting to become quite a list according to the Pioneer Press. Okay, well, let's let's see if we. I can was gonna say, it. Sam, can you name? Can we name them all? Well, to- toy, toy, Dunlady. Yep, Dunlady. Ramirez. Yep. Angelo Rodriguez. Four. Angelo Rodriguez. Of, uh, I mean, and then of course, big salary, Foster Langsdorf. Kevin Molino. He wasn't a He's striker. A, no. Kai Kamara. Kai Kamara, yeah. Who Good else? One. So that's seven. I think it's eight. Who else from season one, maybe? Someone we're not thinking of? There's got to be one from season one. Because Christian Ramirez wasn't the day one starter. Neither, neither was Dunlady. Who was it? For those of you playing at home. Darwin Quintero, is he a striker? No. He's five foot four. That's tough. We just got to look up the... Minnesota United Portland Timbers game in 2017. Well, like Amarilla, Luis Amarilla. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about him. Miss, okay, so that's Mr. 25, 25 goals. goals. <laughs> oh no! Hey, you know what? He had a little run, guys. There was a run where he looked like he was going to come. He was going to come through with that, and then he got hurt. Womp womp. Yeah, it's uh oh. So um, we started. Johan Venegas in that first game against Portland Timbers. Who? <laughs> yeah, he wasn't with the team that long, but he was uh, marketed pretty heavily. Pretty heavily. I mean, I didn't follow the team like I did. I didn't follow the team like I do now back then. Okay. Well, that was a fun little trivia game. We thought of at least eight names on our own of strikers that are no longer with us in such a short amount of time and then found a ninth. So. And, you know, like, we're hoping we're not going to add Anu to this list, right? Because the man hasn't played a full 90 minutes yet. Listen. Just saying. It's okay. In, in, the, in the words <laughs> of, of Sam's good, good friend, Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X, relax. <laughs> oh, I'm relaxed. I'm just, you know. I, rem- I remember what people were like with Robin Lord, okay? Yeah. Exactly. All right. So... Versus Houston, Saturday night. Justin, you were there. How was it? Was it humid? 
Well, pause. Are we, we're not going to we're not going to have a moment to reflect on our boy Ico Para officially getting bought out. Oh yeah, I knew there was something I was missing. <laughs> Ico Para, that, that MLS was Defender dude, yeah. of the Year. Uh, concussion issues, other stuff that were. I think his, it was his wife too. Right, had some complications. Tragic. Just a just a bummer. Um, yeah. Great player. Uh, thankful that that people have stepped up, but. Feel like we were always a better team with him in the lineup. So huge bummer. Gotta I hope move he on, gets right? Like a proper send off. I mean, a proper send off would be him to be able to play one more time. But I hope like he gets to get a standing ovation at Allianz. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he can play one more time now, right? Because he's like we get us in his contract. Right. But right. They, gave, like, they gave him a nice Twitter post. So yeah, that's that's usually a, how people a get car of honor. A car of honor would be nice or something around the. You guys don't really do that, do you? Like in Australia, when we're like celebrating like Australian football players, we'll like put them in the back of a car and then we'll like drive them around the pitch. Listen, like wave all the people. We we used to do that until our president got capped in one of those in the back of the car. So, yeah, fair. Are you talking about Kennedy? Yeah, I'm totally making. I mean, that is what happened, but. I don't know. We do like we do like championship parades, but we do not do a drive the guy around in the back of the car when they retire thing. Oh, shame. I don't know. I I mean, Tom Brady had that boat parade, <laughs> throwing the trophy. Speaking of uh, Mr. Brady, do we does the MLS have like a Hall of Fame? Because obviously, last weekend was the Pro Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Watched Peyton Manning giving an amazing speech. There's a U.S. Soccer Hall of Fame in Dallas. It's like part of the FC Dallas stadium complex. How many people are in there? Ideas? I don't know. I've never been to Texas. If I'm ever in Texas, I'll go. It seems like a big thing, but I don't think it's just MLS. I think it's the national teams. I think it's anyone that's been big abroad. I don't know. All right. So versus Houston last Saturday, Justin, you were there. How was it? It was great. Had a brasa burrito like I do every single time I go there, which was delicious. Sat in the the upper deck, kind of like in the one of the the, the northwest corner by the supporter section. It's nice to have a chair. It was it was a fun game to watch. You know, we came out guns blazing, as we'll talk about here and but it was another another sold out stadium. Good night for soccer. We were worried, and everyone was worried there was going to be rain or maybe even thunder, and that never really happened. There was like a sprinkle, yeah. and we walked out. I was okay with it if it was going to rain because the seats I was sitting in are covered, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but no, it was it was a great night for soccer. Glad I got a chance to go to the game. Yeah, the forward Madison match. It was in Omaha, but that was postponed, I guess. Uh, shortly into the second half. Yeah, that was why I didn't have any forward Madison score update for you uh, during the news segment. But yeah, it, it, it wasn't like uncomfortably humid or anything like that. No, it was uh, it was like mid 70s. So, OK, and pretty nice. I saw I saw a lot of Chase Gasper jerseys. That was something that was like an observation that I made. Yeah. Did, did you see crazy. any of the did you see any of the like the birthday cakes for that? Like, because isn't the Lutons yeah. versus oh, Dynamo the, the, oh, the, the birthday Nate game? Wolpers, Nate Wolpers, De- Devin Wolpers. De- Dylan. De- 
Dylan Wolpers. Dylan Wolpers. Uh, so when they Debbie. when they did when they did lineups, if you if you're on Twitter, I guess they posted the picture of this, but they put uh, for for Houston's roster, everybody's last name was Wolpers, and then it <laughs> and then it said and then they showed the picture of Dylan Wolpers holding the the cookie cake. I can't even remember the I can't even remember the story anymore, but something it was there was like a US Open Cup game and it was right like broadcast is pretty low budget and they were having technical difficulties. So this kind of TV shout out to this kid, Dylan Wompers, was basically stuck. Like that was just stuck there on the broadcast and that was being fed to anyone that was watching this game. And so it just kind of lived on as just the Dylan Wompers game. I hope I'm saying his name right. I don't know. Also, the year after, they played on exactly the same day again. Oh, that's awesome. So the Dynamo and the Loons played on his birthday like for a second year in a row. Yeah. So he now didn't they even realize. celebrate his birthday anytime they play. Yeah. So they... Uh... Yeah, he didn't even realize, according to the story, like his brother told him that he was like blowing up on Reddit and stuff. And yeah, it's his like, uh, it's a full thing. So Dylan Wampus uh, Derby happens three times this year. (laughs) I hope he's cashing in on that. He better. All right. Well, our lineup was Tyler Miller in the goal. Our defense was Chase Gasper, Baki DeBassi, Brent Coleman, Ramon Metinier, Midfield of Dotson and Trap, attacking midfield of Ethan Finlay, Emmanuel Reynoso, and Robin Lude. And our striker was Adrian Hunou. Substitutions are becoming relatively familiar. 67th minute, it was Nico Hansen on for Adrian Hunou. This, of course, switched the lineup. So Lude was now up top. Ethan Finlay switched over to the right. And Nico Hansen occupied that spot on the left. Then the 79th minute, Juan Agudelo comes on for Robin Lud. That's become a pretty common occurrence uh, as the season progresses. And then the 89th minute, we see Ja'Cory Hayes uh, making another appearance, this time coming on for Ethan Finlay. Exciting game, as Justin said. This time, it was Robin Lud scoring in the 14th minute. I think, what is this, sixth goal of the year? Already are season leader in terms of goals but yep. this is number six number six i don't know justin describe that one for us you were there yeah it was it was sweet just this laser laser of a shot by trap just let loose keeper couldn't handle it uh, and our boy robin was just ready to pick up the leftovers and, and get the goal in the back of the net just a beautiful rebound goal and then uh minnesota united tweeted uh robin Lude with two o with two O's, like Robin Hood, but just with the L. Robin Lude. It's funnier now that we get the reference, right, James? Yeah. Also, I feel like they never did this until like people started pointing it out, and then they like they also got on the bandwagon. It's because they listened to the podcast and they were like, "Shoot, if James and Sam didn't get this reference, like we need to sell it a little bit more." Yeah. We need to make it real obvious, like right in their face. I, I like that Alex of the Dummy Run tweeted out, and maybe I thought this was funnier than everyone else, but I, I liked, he said, I don't ever want Robin Lud transferred anywhere, but if he goes anywhere, it better be Nottingham Forest. Yeah. <laughs> Total dad joke, but 
Loved it. I also thought that was hilarious. Yep. Don't worry. <laughs> it was real funny. But man, but what a yeah. laser by Will Trap, though, by the way. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that. Yeah. And to think he was a free transfer, right? Like Miami didn't work to keep him. We got him on a free. Captain He's- Captain Trap. Captain Trap. I'd say he's played. He's played well. I, I know. I, th- I know. Like the first four games, right when we were struggling mightily, there were a couple times where we talked about him kind of being out of position or making dumb play or something like that here and there. But he's he's played super well in this two center event defensive midfielder setup with uh, him and Hassani back there together. They played really well together. Well, he's now uh, played more minutes than any other loon this season. By the way, after Chase Gasper missed a game. Not surprising. So, yeah. Also, handily not being called away for any international duties will uh, <laughs> will generally uh, help that cause a little bit as well. Right. And I think a lot of American soccer fans, and I've said this many times, I'm not a huge U.S. men's national team follower, but a lot of U.S. soccer fans will judge Trap as an MLS player based on his U.S. men's national team career, which, again, I wasn't watching, or if I was watching, I wasn't paying close attention to trap at the time, but I guess people were critical of his play while well, with the U S men's national team, but man, he's been just outstanding for us. I'm super glad we have him. Yeah. And I mean, it like, it works both ways. Like when you watch Jordan Pickford last season, and we'll talk a little bit more about the EPL, you know, later in the program, cause it's starting this week, but he didn't really have a very good season for Everton, like at all. Then you put him in an England Jersey and you stick him in the Euros, and he plays really well, like right. he does, like he did at the World Cup. So he's almost the reverse effect, like not great at club, but fantastic at country. So yeah, it happens. So Houston did stay in this game. It wasn't like Minnesota United was just able to close up shop and kind of coast. There were a lot of great Houston chances, and Tyler Miller had some impressive saves. The double doink. <laughs> yeah, that was almost bad. Yeah, that was that was that was not great. Uh, that was on our side of the field, so we were <laughs> right in front of our eyes watching that happen. It was pretty wild. You didn't almost drop the brasa burrito, did you? <laughs> brasa burrito had been inhaled thoroughly by then, uh, <laughs> but I did have to like lift my job. I was very, very nervous. Right off his face, right as well. Yeah, you like. It off the off the crossbar turns around to look for it, and it's in the face. <laughs> oh man, Scott Scott, uh, Scott Sterling style. But other than that, Tyler Miller, good game. Now the seventy first minute Coleman header off the Reynoso corner kick that was on your side of the field, right? Yeah, that was real nice. Crowd go wild. Oh, wait, was it? Wait, yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. That was sweet hey. for Coleman with his second goal of the year. Another uh, another assist uh, another assist by Ray. Getting back on the assist train after like three or four weeks ago, we were basically saying he'd had no assists for the season. He's now uh, equal top with uh, Lod and uh, old Franco. So, yeah, he has three assists, and he's uh, starting to get rocking and rolling again. A couple of goals. I tell you what, and I, I mentioned this to you guys when I watched the highlights. He played a. He looked like he played a hell of a lot better. You know, there were there were some real nice passes and there were some good touches and he even had a few shots that looked quite confident as well. And I definitely think it's the best that he's played in quite a few weeks. And I think it's 
probably had a slow start, but now we're, you know, exactly halfway through the season. I think he's starting to kind of put all the wheels in motion and I'm looking forward to seeing what, uh, yeah, what the rest of the season will hold, to be honest. Which is good because our team is supposed to be built around him, so. <laughs> yeah, it helps. Are you sure it's not built around Robin Lodd? Because that seems to be what it is at the moment. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. Also, you know, Lodd has only played in 12 games. So he's literally scoring a goal every other game, which is highly impressive. That's what he does. Especially for someone who's not your natural striker, actually. Yeah, he does what he wants. So yeah, Minnesota United win 2-0. Wonderwall. Justin got yes, the I, I still haven't seen a loss. Still haven't seen a loss yet, fellas. You just gotta knock knock on wood, man. <laughs> we're superstitious on this show. I'm a little stitious. And we're back to even goal differential, too. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this is a really interesting stat, and I'll let Justin run with most of it. But one of the things that, that I looked up was that you know that we haven't scored more than two goals in any game this season we have got to two a bunch of times but we've never we haven't scored three in a game yet at all well and most of the games we've gotten to two have been relatively recent for a long time we were only getting to one goal a game (laughs) that wasn't good you know the last time we got more than two goals in a game uh was basically in all of our preseason games where we put Nine past Charleston Battery, three, five past Columbus, and three past Cincinnati. And then after that, we didn't really get past two, like at all. Preseason champs. That's how we do. Yeah, I did some. I did some poking around FootballReference.com, uh, the place where where James and I get a lot of our a lot of our nerd nerd stats. Uh, and I was just curious to see what our expected goal differential was, and uh, we're at plus four point six. So. You know, there's about five goals out there that we should have more than we do. Which it's like X Files. There's five goals out there. <laughs> do, 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 do. But I mean, it just you know, you look at you look at the, the the season so far. I mean, every single game we're supposed to have a goal and at least one goal, uh, other than Real Salt Lake, which was terrible and then uh the Colorado the 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 last time we lost which was against Colorado Rapids those are the only two games this season where our expected goal was less than one we just haven't you know we haven't necessarily had all the the luck go our way so I looked into it because I was like I was just curious to see if any other teams were feeling this and man I did not know the situation that LAFC is in boys so they have not they've been on a pretty rough stretch so in their last uh, in their last five games, two lo- two draws and three losses, and overall in the season, their goal differential, their actual goal differential is negative one, but their expected goal differential is plus twelve point five. Can you imagine? Jeez. Isn't that wild? They have the second highest in the league for expected goal differential. But can you imagine? Like the so this is the other crazy thing is that. The top expected goal differential is New York City, right? So their actual goal differential is plus 14, which is the best in the entire league. But their expected goal differential is like basically exactly the same. 
Okay, no, cut that out. That was actually a useless stat. I thought it was the difference was plus 14. No, but Houston Dynamo uh, have a minus 10 expected goal differential. That's a really bad defense. Well, and the thing about some of this stuff is that a lot of times when you're not living up to your expected goals, it can be bad luck. It can be just, I don't know, you got the yips. Though I know you're not supposed to say that word out loud. You don't say the Y word, Sam. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Coach Ted Lasso would be very, very disappointed in you. He he would be. But if you, I saw that episode and the sports psychologist had no problem using that word. Anyway, <laughs> what you do see is that you got to bounce back when your actual goals are way off of your expected goals, you typically bounce back to normal. And MLS being a playoff league, you have these teams that are just slightly off, like LAFC. I shouldn't say just slightly off, but a little off. Like You can tell that the goal-scoring talent is there. They just got to put it together. Those teams can, can become very dangerous in the playoffs is really what I'm getting at. Someone, someone on uh, the internet on Reddit equated their lineup to, uh, I don't know if you've seen this meme before, but the, uh, like one of those, you, those old things where like you'd mail in, like you draw a picture of an animal or whatever, but there's the meme of like, it's, it's a beautiful horse and then it morphs into a stick figure. Does anyone know what I'm talking about this picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah, just yeah. talked about how that's what it is for them, right? Like their front end is just great like fantastic front end for lafc but just as you go to the back of it like the back end is not pretty right so their hope is probably to be a team that just outscores the opposition to win and all the the, the bounces just aren't going their way like and the crazy thing is is that they're literally on the wrong end of both of their stats so they've scored 24 goals and their expected goals is over 30 but they've let in 25 goals and their expected goals against is only 18. So they're literally like being rubbish at both ends of that, of that spectrum right. as well. It's not they're, even like they're getting jobbed. Them. They're getting jobbed at the goals they're not making. And then the other teams are getting lucky goals off of them. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a wild stat. Yeah. There's also other teams that you can see that are benefiting on the other end of it. Like, so sport sport in Kansas city has a plus 13 goal differential, but only a plus eight only, I mean, 8.5 is great, but plus 8.5 for their expected goal differential. Right. So about five more goals than they should have. Uh, and Seattle plus 12 for their goal differential and plus 6.1 for their expected. So twice they have twice as many, they're like their goal differential is twice as big as it should be. And what a surprise those are those are the two teams that in the Western Conference, if you if you look at our power ranking right now, I think we're actually now a little bit ahead of Seattle, but Seattle's obviously still ahead in the standings. Sporting Kansas City, because we're ranked third overall in power rankings on MLS.com or MLS. You Soccer. remember after week one when we were like We were last, yeah. No yeah. ass. We were like way <laughs> at the bottom, Austin. yeah. That was an over-exaggeration. <laughs> oh, man. But sporting Kansas City and Seattle, right? Like, we've been chasing them all season long. Well, that's a big part of it. And the really interesting part about both of those stats for them is that is only an expected goals away. So they're basically scoring exactly how many goals they're expected to score, but they're letting in far less 
than is expected to go against them. And I guess that's you know that's what wins that's what wins you championships is making sure that you're taking advantage of all the opportunities you should be, but actually you're keeping out a lot of the opportunities that you kind of shouldn't be. So you've got either a good defense or, you know, you're getting lucky or you've got a great keeper basically, or a combination of all three. So let's hope the luck runs out soon on Sporting Kansas City and Seattle Sounders. And then maybe ours improves a little bit, but Guys, here's the main discussion question I want regarding this game is that Adrian Hunu sobbed out early again, didn't make much of an impact on the game before he was subbed out in the 67th minute. I know he started his tenure with us with like two goals pretty pretty early on, but is it time to worry about Hunu? What'd you say earlier, Justin? R-E-L-A-X? <laughs> Relax. I I mean, I mean, am I the cheesehead loon or is that you guys? <laughs> I think that would require me living in Minnesota, right? No, I don't. Okay, I don't. Wisconsin are the cheeseheads. Yeah. Okay. I guess that would mean I would need to be from Wisconsin. Is that the requirement there? If, if you're a Packer fan, you're a cheesehead. Yeah. So no. Um, <laughs> absolutely not. I don't think so. I mean, the guy. Yeah, what did we say? The guy has played, what, 10 games for us? And he's coming over from a league that plays totally differently. Also, Liga Un is now available on my channels. So we got that added so I can watch some of that, which means I can watch Messi when he goes to PSG, which is exciting this season. Oh, yeah, but I didn't even think we about can't because it's, 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 it's on Beln, Sam. Another one of those Beln leagues. B, B, I think it's BN. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Screw it. We're now yeah, we don't get that channel. Sucks. So so you, so basically you got La Liga, but then you lost Messi. That's basically what happened. But no, I mean the guy's, you know, spent so long playing in France and he's come over here and you expect him in ten games to suddenly morph into yeah, this kind of MLS player who's gonna who's gonna score a ton of goals. I'm I'm perfectly fine. He scored two goals already. It's not like it's a total it's, the guy's had 25 shots and 11 shots on target you know it's not a total disaster he knows he knows where the goal is and he's shooting on goal and yeah he might not be scoring but you know his expected goals is almost four if he'd score four goals would we be even slightly worried i don't think think we'd be very happy considering that load is the team leader of six right if if, yeah. if Hanu's sitting on four, I feel I feel like we're feeling differently. You could you could kind of see it in the way he was playing, you know, in the game against Houston that he really wanted to he really wanted to get a goal in the net, uh, kind of firing from the outside, like the edge of the box, just trying to get, like trying to make something happen. Uh, you could tell he really wants to perform. Obviously, right? He's he's our designated player number nine, right? Like that's his job is to score goals and. He's doing everything he can. It just isn't working out the way he'd like it to. Yeah, and I mean, I also think it's fine that he's not played a full ninety minutes yet because, you know, like we like we said earlier, like he didn't he didn't really even play that much this year before he he came to us, and so the fact that he's not played a full ninety minutes and we have more than enough rotation and we only seem to sub midfield and strikers anyway currently. So, yeah, I'm really fine with it. And I'm also totally okay with this being, you know, we don't 
playing for a full 90 minutes now and we kind of break him in and we're you know we're using him to kind of understand how the MLS works and the game plan and maybe score some goals but also just get a bunch of shots and just kind of see how it is to then when we get closer to playoffs then he starts playing 90 minutes then he starts kind of hopefully scoring more but also that's when he's got his rhythm and he's settled in and then he's and then he's ready to to kind of go big in the playoffs yeah i looked and i obviously they don't play the same exact position right we, we talk a lot about lud and and how important he is to the team now but as we all know that wasn't always the case uh, the fans were not impressed with him his first go round. uh hanu is actually so hanu has played 670 minutes and lud played 658 minutes in their his first season so they have played you know similar amount of minutes and Lud was even less impressive. So, you know, no goals, no assists, uh, 1.9 expected goals. You know, that's that's half of what Hanua's had so far. And Hanua has two goals to his name. So Hanua has had a better, spark, better start than Lud did. Uh, I think it's exactly what you guys are saying, right? It's all about getting acclimated to the league. This is a guy that had eight goals in a season where his his team got third in the Liga Un, right? Like the guy scored goals at, in one of the best leagues in the world. He just has to get used to it because he's he's only played for a couple of clubs in his life. I mean, he's he's this is his first time playing outside of France. There's a lot of factors, so I look forward to seeing him have it click, and then maybe we'll get. I don't know. Well, does he have some cool uh, goal celebration that we can get excited for? Because I, I have started, I, I did the bow and arrow with Lud when he when he yes. scored. I was like, oh, yeah. Yes, you did. It was nice. Oh. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm jealous. I can't wait to get over there at Allianz, and then I, I hope Lud scores. What season do you think you'll make it to Allianz? Um, probably not next year. Uh, I'm probably going to go to Seattle next year. Maybe the year after, though. The F. I'm hoping, You're going to go to Seattle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was He's supposed to go to Kirk, Seattle. Big, big Kirk Cobain guy, right? Seattle was supposed to be last year, guys, before uh, old old mate COVID decided are, to ruin that plan. Are you going for I, – I know you are into gaming. Are you going for a convention or are you, like, flexible on when you go? So I'm going to a convention, so it's um, it's always Memorial Day weekend. Which one's that in one? In May. The one in May. Is that PAX? Or no, that's not PAX. No, 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 no. It's like, uh, like it's specific to like the makers of the game. So it's PaizoCon. So it'd oh, be cool. like if Dungeons & Dragons, like Wizards of the Coast, had their own con. Same thing. So I wonder if we could work out a, I don't know, who do we have to call to get Minnesota United to be at Seattle over Memorial weekend? That would be amazing. That'd be amazing. If that, if that could like fall into place, that would be great. I I, I am going to bring it up to the only guy I know that might know a guy. (laughs) Your, 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 your buddy, buddy will not name on Twitter. No, I'm going to ask cam. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were, you can leave it out. I thought you were going to talk about your source, your sources in the MLS. Nope. Nope. Not, not that guy. All right. So yeah, guys, we lost our first four matches, but now we've only lost 
one of the past 13 games. We are a rolling, but there's more fun than just that because the EPL is coming back. We already had the Community Shield. I guess Lester won. I somehow missed that. I know Chelsea plays on Wednesday against, oh my gosh, who won the Europa League this year? Villarreal. Yeah. Yep. Villarreal. Yep. So Chelsea plays Villarreal in the Super Cup. Pump for that. I feel like Chelsea has lost that recent. Yeah, lost to Liverpool not long ago. And I think lost it after they won the Champions League. I don't know. Anyway, who cares about the Super Cup? Premier League, actual Premier League starts this coming weekend. We are all pumped. So we're going to do a little EPL preview for you all. Let's just kind of start off, and I have so many people on Twitter that offered their input on this, so listeners out there, if you also follow us on Twitter and you communicated with us, don't worry. We're going to give you some special shout-outs and maybe tease a few of you. But first, guys, how are we feeling about our respective squads? James is the sad Arsenal fan. Justin is the pretty happy Leeds fan and I am the insufferable Chelsea fan. James, why don't you go first? Cause it's going to be sad. <laughs> it's going to be sad. Um, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not overly excited. Ben White, um, Ben White, Ben White. James yeah, is like, I, I think I'm going to just watch the Bundesliga this year. Cheer on Dortmund. Yeah. Oh, now I've got Liga own. Uh, that's what I can watch this. Yep. I mean, I was excited because uh, last weekend was also like the Dutch version of the Community Shield, which was special because Ajax won both the FA Cup equivalent and the league. So they played PSV, who came second in the league, uh, and PSV wiped the floor with them 4-0. <laughs> so Ajax got totally thumped, which was outstanding to watch. Ajax um, played Leeds twice and, and wrecked them both times in friendlies. It was wild. So... Yeah, we we I think Arsenal lost all of our friendlies. Like not even not even joking. I think we genuinely lost all of them. We lost I know Chelsea to, beat Arsenal. Yeah, so we lost to Hibernian, we drew with Rangers, we lost to Chelsea, and then we lost to Tottenham. Just a quality, quality intro. We're not a preseason team. I mean, I would love top six. Wow, <laughs> top that's ten. Cool. <laughs> Let's go top ten. Oh, man, I mean the the only saving grace is we're against Brentford to begin the season, who I have being relegated. So spoilers. Yeah, we're also the first match of the season, so it might be the only time this season if we win, which is also no guarantee that we'll be top of the table for the brief the brief evening before Saturday appears. Justin, how are you feeling about Leeds? Uh, you know, I, I'm excited. Uh, I, 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 to be truthful, I would hope that they had signed a couple more pieces. You know, they're bringing back a really good team. Not a lot of weaknesses. The one thing they they definitely needed to do was get a new left back. So they they signed this guy Junior Furpo that played for Barcelona as a part of their trying to shed all their money, like or shed all their their wages or whatever. We got a nice yep. a nice piece, a nice left back that could be. Like he's looked really good in, in the friendlies, and that'll be exciting to see what he does. Some great crosses. 
I'm waiting. Hopefully, I, mean, I guess all Leeds fans were waiting for a couple more pieces because depth is kind of their issue. There's a lot of great players. Um, the world got to meet Calvin Phillips, who is just a fantastic center, center midfielder. And it'll be great to see him continue to ascend. Uh, Rafinha, one of our, our, our wingers, excuse me, from Brazil, also had a great season. And uh, Bamford, everybody's favorite fantasy striker. He's hopefully going to get better as well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the season. I've tried to look at some different predictions and some people like, oh, like, are they going to you know be one hit wonders or whatever? But I don't think that's the case. The, the quality they have on that team, I think that they're going to they're going to continue to have success. And, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And uh, so, Justin, just for any Premier League free agents out there that and by Premier League free agents, I mean, Loons fans that don't have their own club, why should they be Leeds fans with you? Uh, because it's like watching someone play FIFA. Because <laughs> they, I mean, I mean, both of you, right? Both of you would say like the games that you watched your teams play Leeds, like wasn't it stressful as a fan? Yeah. Because it just was like, go, 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 yep. go. So they're just a ton of fun to watch. And I think that that's going to hopefully continue to lead to players wanting to play for them and and like I said, I mean, I just hope they can continue the success because I think that their brand of, of soccer is fantastic and really fun to watch. They they start off the season, though, uh, at Old Trafford against their historic rivals, Man U. So oof, I'm uh, I'm not not super optimistic. The one thing that I that makes me nervous, I guess, to, to talk a little bit more uh, is that they didn't play. They didn't play in front of fans last year. Right. So they kind of got a chance to just let their playing speak for the speak for itself. Uh, so now it's going to be in front of, you know, their fans trying to be good in front of, you know, the Leeds crew at, at Ellen road. And then it's going into some of these really good teams as home bases and seeing what they can do. So, you know, I'm excited for it, but a little nervous. Very cool. Yeah. Le- Leeds. I mean, many people have said Leeds is the most fun team to watch. If you're just wanting to watch a good game as a neutral. Um, I'm, I'm a Chelsea fan. No one wants to hear me talk about Chelsea. Uh, Champions of Europe, by the way. Now with Romelu Lukaku. <laughs> so we're, we're feeling pretty good. I think the, I guess the only other thing I would add besides the signing of Romelu Lukaku is that I think the young Germans, um, we were talking a lot earlier in the episode about expected goals. And Kimo Werner is going to have way more goals this year. He was notorious for having goals called off sides on him. Um, <laughs> you, so many goals. You know, that is something that can be taught, right? That is something that can be fixed. And I think Kai Havertz is really going to adjust to the Premier League this year. Of course, he scored the Champions League winner um, last late last May. So I, I just, I think this will be a good year for Chelsea. I don't quite know if they will be the champions, but I definitely think they will be contending this year, I'm excited for it, but I know none of you care. In fact, did you notice, Justin, that like he didn't ask me about how I would be, you know, trying to get people <laughs> to support Arsenal who don't have a club? I mean, remember that list, that list uh, that ESPN put out of like the the best teams to watch. I think both of your squads were pretty low on the list, right? Because even yeah. with Chelsea being as good as they are, they're not. It's not very fun. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea has like a stout defense. They're like the they're like the Wisconsin Badgers of <laughs> they're like the Wisconsin Badgers of the Premier League. I like them. 
I like them. Anyway, here were the questions we asked ourselves and the questions we actually, we threw it out to all of you. It was, who is getting relegated? So three teams getting relegated. Who are they? Who are the four teams qualifying for the Champions League? And who is lifting that EPL trophy? So we all came up with our answers. I also, guys, I did compile what people were saying on Twitter. So do you want me to throw out what the listeners and followers were saying first? Or do we want to go first? Well, why don't, why don't we go first so we're not looking like we're influenced by <laughs> what Twitter's saying? Okay, fair enough. I think I think we should make Justin go first as he didn't actually write anything down, did you, Justin? I got it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go for it. All right. Okay, so relegation. Let's see. So first we got to just look at these teams coming in. So I think Norwich, Norwich is... I'm interested to see what they do. Um, I have a buddy that's a Norwich fan, and we talked about this a little bit. I guess the last time they they got promoted, they didn't sign anyone new. Like they just they just like you know what this team did great in the championship. Let's see if Pookie can just score enough goals, and uh, didn't work. So uh, unfortunately, though, they sold their their like their best player. So they they had their club like transfer record forty million uh, for I can't remember his name, but. They've signed some players. I think they're going to be okay. I think Watford and Brentford, though, looking at what they've done is not enough. They're also just, as a FIFA player, I've played both those teams. They're not very good. So Watford and Brentford, see ya. Uh, and then I'm, I'm looking at the table. I think, you know, I think Norwich is going to figure it out. I think they're going to stay in. Uh, Burnley is terrible. I Burnley is very lucky that they found a way to, you know, obviously like the, the bottom three I think there's like 11 points separated separated 17 and 18 last year. So big margin. But I, in the two games I watched Burnley, they were terrible. So Burnley, Brentford, and Watford for me. He, he like stole my line, Sam. <laughs> that was also my bottom three. <laughs> Who did you have finishing last then? Like last, last. Brentford. Brentford all the way. Like they, they have no business being in here. Yeah, it's also their first time, by the way, that they've made the Premier League. Right, like this is, I mean, they're they're happy to be there and they're just going to get trapped, like they're just going to get walked all over. I mean, it still takes me back to the, I don't know if you guys ever watch like the, the kind of football compilations on YouTube that are like the famous moments of football and stuff. And if you remember, there's like uh, a few years back before Leicester were in the Premier League, there was uh, Watford versus Leicester in the semi-final of the championship about who would then go to Wembley and get promoted to the Premier League. And uh, Troy Deeney belts this goal in off a saved penalty, a Leicester saved penalty in like the 95th minute to send them to Wembley or something. I still think Watford are going to suck, though. But that always just makes me smile because it's like one of those things where Almunia saves and then it goes down the other end and it was amazing. But yeah, I pretty much have the same. Brentford, Burnley and Watford are going to get relegated. So I have some in common with you guys. Not not exactly the same. I do want to just kind of go through over the past five years, we have had... Four of the years, we have had at least one newly promoted team be relegated immediately. So in 2021, it was Fulham and West Brom. In 2020, it was Norwich. 2019, it was Cardiff City and Fulham. 2018 
was the last year that no recently promoted teams were relegated. And then in 2017, it was Hull City and Middlesbrough. So like roughly, like roughly half of the teams that have been relegated in the past five years were newly promoted teams. So history would say that one of the newly promoted teams will go down, will go right back down, kind of be a yo-yo club. Because, right, we, we know with all the money that the Premier League clubs are raking in that just their stability in bringing in quality players and building a quality roster, we know what that money does. We know that there's parachute payments and all of that, but still, it is hard to be promoted into the Premier League and stay, into, stay in the Premier League. I think, I, I agree with you guys, Burnley and Watford are going down I am also going to pick Crystal Palace and partially it's because I want to tease my brother-in-law a little bit, but partially it's because they're in a rebuilding year and they're vulnerable for that reason. I'm also a little worried about like a team like Southampton, but I have a soft spot for them. So I'm not going to predict them to go down. So I'm going to say Burnley, Watford and Crystal Palace. And you know, what's crazy is that two years ago, Burnley finished 10th a mere five points from Europe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I remember I, that Christian Pulisic hat trick game was against Burnley. And part of the reason it was so exciting was because, right, that was the year of the transfer ban and Chelsea were kind of not knowing who they were. And then Christian Pulisic, who had been off to a slow start, just comes alive against Burnley, who was considered a really good team. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if they can pull it off, but. And who do you, who do you guys have winning the title? Well, first let let's say who the listeners. Oh yeah. Okay. So we had eleven listeners chime in and kind of tell us what they think. Of those eleven, six of them believe Watford is going down. Six of them believe Norwich is going down. Five of them believe Brighton is going down. Four believe Burnley's going down. Four believe Brentford's going down. Two believe Southampton's going down. And then one believes Newcastle's going down. Then we have, uh, <laughs> I don't mean to put them on blast, but uh, our good friend Tony from the Lunacy podcast, I'm guessing he hasn't really watched the Premier League once. I'm guessing he doesn't really watch the Premier League much. Uh, and I guess, I'm guessing he's just kind of playing along to be a good friend. But he has West Brom and Fulham going down, but they already went down. So I don't know. I don't know what he gets. I don't know where he's getting that from. But he, he was looking at last year's table. That's the problem. Yeah. No, I I appreciate you, Tony. I, I appreciate you being a good friend. And uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'm I'm going to tease him again later with who he thinks is going to win the league. But guys, yeah, you're you're right. Let's move on. Who is going to be top four? And then, how, how about this? Rather than kind of going in a circle, in no order, if I list these four teams in no order, do you think that these are the teams that are going to qualify for Champions League? Man City, Man United, Liverpool, and Chelsea. Does anyone have a top four that is different from those four? I think I mean, Liverpool's the only one where I'm, I don't know, if I'm sold on them. They've kind of the the, the po- like when they were so they were so good a couple years ago, they have just kind of fallen off. I mean, fallen off as much as you can, right? Like going from first to third, they're getting older. I guess we'll see if they can stay healthy. 
Um, but I think that um, that's the top four. And their captain, Andy Robertson, just had a horrible ankle injury, by the way, like in a friendly, like yesterday or the day before. Like he's having scans today or tomorrow, but it was not pretty to watch. So he didn't miss a, he didn't miss a game last season. And now he's looking like he's definitely going to miss time. So that's also, uh, and they've, they're just getting uh, Virgil van Dyke back, but apparently he's not the same uh, Virgil van Dyke that he was. Uh, but Andy Robertson is out for at least a month with ligament damage. So that's a big blow to start the season as well. So are you concerned enough to jump another team over them? And if so, who will it be? I don't, yeah. think, I don't think I'm concerned enough. I think they're top four, but they're the only ones for me that I think could drop off. I mean, you know, Leicester was only one point away last season. They're always I mean, one Jesus. point away. West Ham was two points away, right? West Ham were two points away from beating Chelsea. But yeah, I think maybe Leicester would be the only other person that I'd put up there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm going to put... I'm going to keep Man City, Man United, Liverpool, and Chelsea in some order. I'm going to say that that's my top four. So history is definitely on their side. That was the top four in 2021 and in 2020. The orders shifted slightly, but same same top four. But if you go back five years, right? So we're we're exclu- we're we're stopping at the year 2016 when Leicester won the title. So starting in 2017. You have Tottenham qualifying for the Champions League from 2017 to 2019. But besides that, it has been Man City, Man United, Liverpool, and Chelsea in some order throughout those five years, with the exception of Tottenham squeezing in for three of them. So history would say Man City, Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea. Sorry, I'm a broken record at this point. History would say that. I don't think the other teams have done enough to improve. I think you're right in that Liverpool seems to be the most vulnerable right now. It seems like City are making moves. United's making moves. Chelsea's making moves. Liverpool's kind of riding with what they got and maybe aging a little bit and maybe dealing with the injury bug a little bit early. But what is, right, like Tottenham's still kind of a mess. Arsenal's not really in the conversation right now. Leicester does seem to be there and Leicester does seem to be strong. And I agree that if a team is pushing, it'll be Leicester, but you saw kind of in the stretch, you saw what the lack of depth with Leicester was doing. They don't have the depth that a big six club has on on their roster. And you saw as they were getting stretched, right? Like they, right. They were FA cup champions at the expense of my club. They were FA Cup champions. They had a run in the Europa League. You just saw those games wearing on them. And yet again, Leicester drops out of the top four. Same with West Ham, right? Like West Ham was off to a great start. West Ham was in the top four for a significant part of last year. They do not have the depth of a top six club. They started to drop a little bit. That That is why I think it's safe to say Man City, Man United, Liverpool, and Chelsea will be the top four. And I'm just going to throw it out there. I'll go first on this one. I know that the odds would say Man City, but I think it's Chelsea. I think you have these young guys that are riding high on confidence. You have Lukaku joining the team. This could finally be their their big signing at striker. 
that gives them the striker they've been looking for for almost a decade. I think that this is Chelsea's year to win it all. I don't know. I think I think Man City still added a major piece over over the the summer, and I know how much Justin loves him, but Jack Grealish, like he just adds to a to an already great team who have won the Premier League already, and a hundred million isn't cheap. <laughs> yeah, I I I would back them, to be honest. Maybe Chelsea finishes second. I'm not. I just. I'm not sure about Man U. Like Man United, just seem they like they're there. They're not there. They they have these players. They they perform or they don't perform. Just seemingly in and out one week or another. So, yeah. I mean, I still think it's going to be Man City. Unfortunately, as you can see by the sad face that I put in the predictor. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I can't see it going past Man City. Although I think in a separate episode we should talk about. Europe, like the the Champions League, because I think that'll be very interesting this year. Yeah, I'd be up for that. It's I think it's Man City. I mean, Man City is just so much better than everybody else. Man U is just, I feel like, you know, they're always the question mark, right? Or are they going to perform to the amount that they're spending? It's it's just fun. Like Pogba, like has it has he just been rumored to be out of out of there? Like ever since they signed him back. Like it was one of those things where, right, like he was an academy guy that they let walk and then they did like a a record transfer to get him. And then he's just been constantly linked to being gone ever since he got there. And he's still there. Jaden Sancho, we'll see how he does. Mason Greenwood's really good. Yeah, I I think Man U could, could contend with Man City, but Man City is just... So good, and I hate I I don't like what Jack Grealish does, but he is really good at soccer. So, and 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 him and him and Raheem Sterling linked up a couple times in in the Euros, and they look great together. They already have the chemistry, right? So, it'll be interesting. It'll be fun to watch them play. Uh, I won't like it when he plays Leeds and he falls down all the time, but it's going to happen, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, like Pogba was eighty nine million pounds back in twenty sixteen. So he survived five years of being said that he's going to be moving somewhere else with about, you know, 35 different haircuts. So 100 million is so much money, though. That is so much. You know, Grealish has had an Aston Villa season ticket since he's four years old. Yeah, well. He he basically had a full-on messy moment when he left Aston Villa, like the tears and the... The shebang. They were they were trying to pay him a lot. Like, wasn't that one of the things? Like, Villa was was prepared to give him just a stupid amount of money to stay. Um, yeah, but for him, it was he wanted to play Champions League football and, right. and win silverware. And you know, as much as Aston Villa might be like a historic club, Man City, you know, yeah, can't pass up that opportunity. Six year contract as well, by the way. Whew. So here's what the listeners believe. For, first of all, the listeners do believe that, that the Manchester teams, Liverpool and Chelsea, most of them believe that that will be the top four. There were a couple of disagreements, or I should say four disagreements. Um, one person believes Leicester will get in in favor, or Leicester will get in instead of Liverpool, which we, we all kind of said Liverpool's the most vulnerable, and we all said Leicester would probably benefit from that. 
And then three actually believe that Tottenham will make the Champions League. One person believes Tottenham will make the Champions League at the expense of Chelsea. I think that was Nate. Um, just going <laughs> to throw that out there. I think that was good. Classic Nate. And then two believe that Tottenham will make the Champions League at the expense of Man U. But in terms of who our listeners believe will win it all, overwhelmingly we're hearing Man City. So just as you guys said, so we have uh, Dave from the Lunacy believes Manchester City. Jared, Manchester City. P.A. Loon. Nick Douglas, even though he wants Chelsea, he believes Manchester City. Nate, friend of the show, he believes Manchester City. Dano and Alex Hintz all believe Manchester City. Chelsea, it's friend of the show, Cam from Seattle. That That's really all we have for Chelsea. Manchester United, it's Connor from the Lunacy, as well as MNUFC News. And then we had one person uh, go for Tottenham. This was the first, this was the same person. And again, I don't mean to tease our friend. I don't mean to f- tease our friend Tony from the Lunacy, but he also uh, believed that Fulham would be relegated and that West Brom would be relegated, even though they were already relegated. He believes that Tottenham will lift the EPL trophy. So, yeah, that's not going to happen, Tony. I'm sorry. God, I hope not. It would be insufferable. That would be insufferable. It's been kind of nice. Almost as bad as. Almost as bad as Liverpool when they lifted that trophy. That wasn't too bad here. I, I didn't really mind that here. I, I could see how if you were over there, that would be a little ridiculous. But Also, uh, I've just read a tweet that apparently Barcelona are making a large, last-ditch effort to re-sign Messi after the Barcelona president saw how much money they'd lose without him at the club. Didn't they just bring out Messi in front of the Eiffel Tower and like throw a beret on him? And uh, apparently, uh, from uh, a Twitter account about uh, Barcelona news, like independent Barca channel, Leo Messi and the club are currently in negotiations for a last grasp proposal for a renewal. Yes, right now, two a.m. in Barcelona, which is an hour and a half ago. Wow. Via uh, a uh, TV channel. (laughs) Interesting. Well, hey, guys, that is all we have. We talked some loons. We talked some EPL. Coming up Saturday, August 14th, the loons play LA Galaxy at 5 p.m. That's a good that's a good time for you, James. And then we'll probably record shortly after that. And then there is a Tuesday, August 17th game at San Jose at 930 p.m which is an awful time for everyone involved. I may have a second kid by then. I have no idea how much of any of these games I'm going to see. But, you know, guys, if you're out there, just wish me luck, okay? Because just because you have one kid doesn't mean the second kid isn't terrifying still. So, I mean, the, the, the game afterwards on the 21st of August against Sporting Kansas City works absolutely perfectly for me. Because that's an early game for you guys. You talking to Jeremy Rushing about going on post loons? Uh, I definitely can. I think. I think I'm busy that evening. Of but course, I will. Uh, yeah, I know. I'll talk about it. <laughs> I mean, hey, I might go on after San Jose if I can wake up at four thirty in the morning to watch the game. I don't know. If he would. I mean, he's hardcore. Don't get me wrong. I don't know if he's hardcore enough to go on. 11.30 p.m. on a Tuesday night. I don't know. Commitment. 
you know, you gotta. Well, there you are, Jeremy. We're calling you out. We really hope that there's a post loons. <laughs> Although I, I will say, in uh, in fairness to Minnesota, during my holiday in Austria, uh, I'm on holiday for three weeks, and they only play once. So they basically perfectly time their uh, their break. Okay. So. So thanks. I do. I do remember when my daughter was born a couple of years ago. There was a Minnesota United game at Chicago, and we lost it. Oh dear! But like we're in the we're in the hospital room, and like we're just like not knowing what we're doing and stuff like that. And basically, Fox Sports North was on for two days straight and we watched like the same twins game like four times. And we watched that loss at <laughs> Chicago, the loons loss at Chicago. We lost that twice. So if I'm in another situation like that, maybe I would be great for post loons at San Jose. I could be broadcasting live, live from the hospital from like the family room and be good times. That's a, that's, that's commitment. That'd be great. Yeah. Also, we, uh, as a final thing, are we doing another uh, Fantasy Premier League this year, guys? Nate wants to. I think we should do it. Yeah, let's do it. I just uh, made a team. Okay. I'll, um, well, actually, does one of you want to make the league? James, you got this? I got this. Okay. Just make the league, send it out on Twitter. It'll be good times. I'm s- I, just, I just paid some guy called, like, Patrick Bamford. I don't know who that guy is. I hope he's good. <laughs> Stuart Dallas is the other one, man. Stuart Dallas is the he's he, he's a defender that plays midfield for us, and he does great. So if you had him last year, you were very happy with him. I'm just hoping uh, Fernandez can uh, put up another 244 points like he did last year for Man United. Here's to hoping. All right, guys, that's all the time we have. Until next time, pot on you, loons. Pot on you loons. Pot on you loons. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later. Peace out. Peace. Peace.